You are now listening to It's a Streamable Life Podcast with Brandon and Lauren, where we chronicle life in the peak entertainment era. Now start the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of It's a Streamable Life Podcast, chronicling life in the peak entertainment era. These are your hosts, Lauren. And I'm Brandon. And we are here... So, was this second week of February? Yes. Yep. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> um, we'll continue with our sort of Black History Month themed question of the week and on this day in history. So, co host, take it away. All right. Um, okay. So, for the question of the week, and it's still on the theme of award shows since we're finally done with award season, my question was which award show would you most like to attend? So you can go ahead. And that, that's any award show, music, okay. uh, help, Hall of Fame award shows, whatever, you know. Okay. Um, I was contemplating this earlier. I think <clears throat> I'd like to go to, just because I saw them the other night, the Spirit Awards seem to be like that sort of award. The sort of energy you had around award shows before you knew all the bullshit. Right, right, right. So like people are like anticipating and there's different type of films and different representation and it just feels different, less politicized and stuff. And everyone's like rooting everybody on because they're all like sort of in the same boat. Like right. They're just they love the art and they haven't reached the sort of Yeah, the to Hollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, Spirit Wars was definitely one. I think, oh, excuse me. I think when I was younger, it was definitely the VMAs, just because that was the pinnacle of pop culture. So absolutely, yeah. It's funny you say that because I was gonna say, def- like the VMAs back in the day, but then, and it's not even a fun choice. But I would, I think I would pick. Um, I would still pick the Oscars. Just I as as much as it kind of is lame for the awards and how like, you know, it's, it's more favoritism than anything. I think all the, like the glitz and glam and all that would be fun to see, you know, and to be part of that. And, yeah, definitely. You know, and, uh, I don't know. It's still, it still means something, but, right, uh, right. but yeah, I think that's what I would pick. So. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, then. Okay. The next part here. And, since it's Black History Month, all of our on this day in history will have to deal with African Americans and Black people across the world. And unfortunately, this is not a happy one, but on this day in history in 2012, um, Whitney Houston died at the age of 48. Yes. And that was huge. It was, it, was, it was very similar to when Michael Jackson died, and it was just kind of like, what? Like, that didn't make sense. Like, yeah, it was, it was messed up, and I think like that was just a big loss to music but definitely for black people because we never thought you know we know she had her struggles and everything but it seemed like she was making a comeback she was like on the rise to sort of right finally get to a place as a variety but you know she she it just wasn't in the cards so right right and yeah, it was it was it was definitely sad and i think you know, anybody dying is sad, but I think the way she kind of went out was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. And knowing now 
her story and where all where all of this um where that turmoil may have originated is is sad you know right Absolutely. we just have to think of what if you know things went differently you know right where she'd be now but yeah r.i.p yeah so yeah and that was a that was a quick eight years man that went by yes Ooh. very yeah. quick <laughs> and it's crazy because it's been a decade or more since michael and it's it doesn't really seem like that right that was a decade last year that's crazy so. yeah because that's right yeah i would have been in high school when that happened that was that was yeah that just didn't make sense <laughs> yeah i remember i was at work i was working second shift and my dad texted me i was like what and right, then like right. i told my coworkers, all of them were white and they were just like oh i was like oh oh wait a second <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got to say well you better get sad jesus right but i can remember when whitney passed i had to work the saturday of her funeral and literally i did what was necessary and then i was on my laptop watching the entire ceremony Right, right. And that's the funeral, and just to put some light into a dark situation, isn't that the one where Jaheem was in that, that outfit? Yes. That he purple suit? <laughs> he basically snuck in, or I don't, do you bomb? Can you, like, wedding crash funerals, funeral crash funeral? Um, like? I guess you can just, like, stay past the wake. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how he did that. He was taking the weirdest selfies in the bathroom and then outside. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, man. What's your time? Uh, yeah, yeah, what a time. All right, we'll get into the episode here, starting with our headlines. Um, I found some interesting stories this week. The first one was a study done by some research company or whatever that miraculously discovered that films with female and people of color leads don't, what's the myth that they don't do well because of the lead? Nobody wants, yeah, because nobody wants to see them or whatever. Right. The truth is they don't do well because of several reasons, mainly being they lack amount of resources, production and funding, and then yeah. they're not shown in enough screenings, in enough yeah. theater. Yeah, I think I mean, we've probably all known that, but I think so many people come out and say, oh, well, nobody wants to see them or like, will they, I think another thing you hear is like, will they do well in China, you know, because that's a huge market over there. Right. But it's like, man, I feel like if you put the movie there and it has a good story, people are going to go see it. Exactly. Like if you give enough, if you give them the money that you give all these other white male films they'll do just as well it's just right. that simple because we don't know about each it takes we don't get the same marketing um for mm -hmm. think about i um oh god think about like queen and slim its marketing was good but it was kind of it's kind of late you know we heard about it then we didn't and then you can think about the same thing and uh you said it widows yes you know that had black people black women women in general and and we didn't get any sort of real push so yeah the only reason i knew about that story was because i read a story about it coming out and yeah. i followed it 
but the general public had no idea the film right. was around. So just more studies proving what many of us have already known, but Absolutely. I guess we just have to keep pushing that information to the mainstream or whatever. So, all right. And next, Viacom CBS is planning a new streaming service. Oh my God. So it's, according to the article, it's supposed to be like a bundle. So it'll have CBS All Access along with series and content from Viacom's uh, entities like MTV, BET, VH1, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, I believe. Okay. So I'm not sure how much it's supposed to be. There hasn't been much talk other than it's coming, basically. Yeah. Add that to the list, I guess. Jesus. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I also have access to Showtime because it has some of Paramount Pictures content. Yeah. So hmm. we'll see. It, it's it's just the norm now. Everyone needs to have that extra income with the streaming service. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to slide this in here. You know what? You know what? I just saw something on Twitter that maybe we could talk about, but I guess I'll wait. Well, let's go through the ones we have right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Spirit Awards were this weekend, um, and they aired on IFC, which I didn't have, so they're also airing live on Twitter, and they were really good. Um, you get to learn a lot about a lot of films that you may not have heard of, um, yeah. performers, actors, directors, um, just across the world, and um, this year's big winner was Surprisingly, The Farewell won Best Picture. Oh, okay. So Lulu Wang won that. And <laughs> other surprises were um, Adam Sandler won Best Male Lead for Uncut Gems. Okay. And then uh, Zhao Zhuang. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, I, I probably know better. So. Zhao Shuzhen. Zhao Shuzhen. Um, the actress from The Farewell won Best Important Actress. So she beat out um, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, for the award. Um, And Lulu accepted her behalf because she wasn't able to travel because of China's uh, Uh, travel ban with the coronavirus. So, but it it was really good. Um, Aubrey Plaza hosted. um, It was just awesome seeing all the other films you don't really hear about until Right. You, know, you see them on VHS somewhere or DVD in the store. Or right, right, right. Or they end up on some streaming service. Right, right. That's pretty cool. All right. And then lastly, this come out came out pretty recently today. Um, because of Birds of Prey's alleged flopping this opening weekend, having the lowest opening for a DCEU film, Warner Brothers decided to change the name of the film. So instead of Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, it is now Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Oh, wow. And their thinking is maybe if people know that this film was, people knew the film was about Harley Quinn, so naming it that sort of 
probably just made people from wanting to see it a little bit because I guess the general public isn't familiar with the Birds of Prey or those characters. So it does make sense on the marketing side. But still, I mean, it won back all the money it cost to make. And I don't think the title was the main marketing reason. There was just sort of late push in general. Yeah, yeah. With the marketing, so. I've not heard, no, what I've seen, I've not seen anything really bad. I've seen a lot of stuff about the movie saying that it's fun. You know, it's an exciting thing to go see and watch. And I mean, um, for me, that would be enough for me to go see it. I mean, you don't want to be bored in the movie theater. I don't know much about uh, comics in the first place, but right. if you tell me that it's fun, you know, it's a good watch, I'm probably going to be in there. So Yeah, so we don't know if this will turn up more funds for them. Hopefully word of mouth just gets around and more people go. Right. Because right. I, I actually went this weekend and the theater wasn't packed for a Friday. Yeah. There were people in there, but there was a lot of empty space seats, so I'm, I'm not sure. Huh. Okay, um, yeah, the one thing I just saw, <coughs> and I got, I thought we were done with this, but I just came across something saying that Jesse Smollett has been indicted on new charges. Yes, they're bringing new charges against Jesse Smollett uh, regarding his... Um, faking an alleged hate crime last January. That was just last year. Yeah. Like, why does that feel like it was five yeah. years ago? It did. It, it, it did feel like it was, like, 2017. <laughs> yes. So, um, I'm not sure. I know one of the charges is fabricating a hate crime or whatever. Right. Um, I guess his court date is set for, I think I saw February 24th or yeah, they're not going to let this go until no. they get him for something. Absolutely. Damn, and, it, and it, I mean, the thought of it is terrible. Like, yeah. It is, that's just not something you do. Like, yeah, that's very true. But at the same time, where are the two accomplices? Yeah. Did, wait, didn't they like skip town though? Like, yeah, like they, did they give them a deal to give Jesse up? Like, I don't understand how they're just off. Yeah. Now it's just on him now. So. Yeah, no yeah. I, I thought we were done with that story. So I guess that's come back around. Right. And wow. I have a new police chief because the other guy was fired or. Yeah, that's right. Out, so. Yeah, cool. this is a mess. He, he, he's never going to recover from this career. Wrong. No, absolutely not. It's not going to happen. Crazy. All right. That concludes our headlines. And we'll slide into NOT, where we had episode six of The Outsider. Um, This episode was actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, Let me get into my notes. Hold on. It was entitled The One About the Yiddish Vampire. And basically, Holly is compiling enough clues and connections to where she's ready to present her discoveries to Ralph. Um, And Ralph gets the idea that he's going to invite 
well, his wife, because I get to invite all those that are connected to the investigation to the meeting for Holly to do this. So Glory's there, Ralph's comrades are there, Jack's there, the wife is there, Ralph's wife is there. And she she goes into detail her hypothesis and they basically call bullshit to her face. Like wow. Glory cusses her out. Ralph looks disappointed. Um, like it's just, it doesn't go well. Cause I mean, people are expecting to hear, you know, logical content. Right, right. And she's talking about El Coco and some entity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that goes all well, all haywire. But um, the only thing that kind of believe her is Ralph's wife. I wish I remember her name, but I don't. Yeah. Ralph's wife and his uh, partner, the dark haired guy who who was a devout Catholic and growing up he heard stories of El Coco of myths. So he's not tuning it all the way out, basically. Okay. Meantime, um, Holly is going to investigate some more. All while this is happening, Jack is um, getting messages everywhere to that say stop her. Yeah. So basically, she's figured out that the entity um, sort of in in uh, infects an accomplice because once the crime is done, once the murder is completed, yeah, it has to transform into the next uh, victim. Oh, so while yeah. they're off transforming, the accomplice is doing their bidding. So that's how. Uh, Tracy Powell is tied into the Heath Henderson case. Okay, okay. So she discovers that, you know, while Heath might have been, while Heath's doppelganger might have been killing those girls, Tracy was pulled into it because they found, you know, fingerprints of the girls in his car. And yeah. as we saw in the previous episode, he was feeling guilty and committed suicide by police. So that's how it's all connected. Um, so Jack is basically the entity's accomplice this time around, and they're pretty much uh, confirming that the victim of the entity now is Claude, the, uh, I guess, the manager of the strip club. Oh, okay. Mm. There's a scene where he's sort of zoning out at the bar. There's a fight that breaks out. He tries to break it up. The guy scratches him with a knife. And he sort of beats him up, and he's told to take a take a breather, get some air. And um, one of the cops follows him as he leaves. But the pivotal scene is toward the end. Jack's getting all these messages that he's supposed to stop her. He sees it scrawled in blood on his hands. Yeah. He sees the blood on the wall. Stop her. And uh, he he resists. Like he has all these opportunities to sort of misdirect her investigation and he doesn't do it and finally the entity appears as his dead mother oh jesus and she beats the shit out of him like <laughs> literally like yeah. I, and I don't know if maybe his relationship with his mom was abusive right because he's not surprised that she's a like when he asked why are you here you're dead 
And she's just like, who else would it be? So I'm thinking that's some of his past is um, traumatic because of that. But she literally like beats him, like the whole of his whole apartment is blood ridden. Um, Jesus. Blood handprints on the wall, blood on the carpets. And um, he wakes up the next day and now he's fit to uh, do the bidding. Um, yeah. he, he calls Holly and tells him, <clears throat> tells her he has some evidence down at the barn where they found her maintenance clothes. And she says, oh, okay. Um, she goes, picks him up, which he, he thought he would drive her, but she had an incident earlier in the episode where she wants to be in control of driving. So she goes, yeah. picks him up and she just can suspect something's off. And she drops something because he's all bloody. Yeah. Up, and I guess he had put applied foundation to hide the wounds. She's like, "You look better without the makeup." And she reaches for some baby wipes and hands them to him. And he, she drops them and he bends down, and she sees his neck and sees the boils. Oh damn! So she already knows she's in trouble. Right, right. And that's that was episode six. It was really good. Yeah, I have to watch it. Go back and watch it. That's. Well, things are finally starting to click, so that's good. Yeah, and Ralph basically is still, he's turned off by all of this supernatural stuff. Like, right, to right. his wife, to Holly, to his therapist who, like, insists on him trying to open up. Um, right. So, yeah. Hmm. Episode 7 is going to be, there's still three more episodes, so I don't know what's going to happen. Especially yeah. with this situation, it seems like very um, climatic with Holly and Jack. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's good. That's what we wanted. Was it was for it to pick up and? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now it is. Damn. Right. So yeah, I have to go back and definitely make sure I watch that one. Yeah, and I think it was up early because of the Oscars. Because ah, uh, okay. When we went to go look, like go to play it, it said. Um, added February, it wasn't February uh, 9th, it was like February 2nd, so they might add it wow. a week early, because I know they did that for the Super Bowl, too. And yeah. Okay. All right, that concludes our not segment. We'll cons- transition to no concessions, where we talk all things film and binge-worthy. Um, not too many trailers this week. Uh, did you see the Spiral trailer? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I, I like Chris Rock. I really do, but <coughs> I uh, he's a little less believable in serious roles. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, yeah, all through the trailer, I was waiting for a joke to drop or right. something because he just looks kind of silly. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. I didn't know how to how to exactly say it, but um, he uh, he just doesn't. It's not the same vibe. You you think about somebody like Adam Sandler, like when he goes serious, you believe it. Like he completely switches. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock just doesn't seem like he's fully committed. But um, I don't know it. Uh, yeah. Saw were okay. Yeah, <laughs> how, how I've never seen. I've never seen a Saw film, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, 
how I, I thought the franchise was done. But now, you know what? I just don't think anything's done. Like, right. they may mess around and bring back, like, fuck, Fraggle Rock or some shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> that, I could see that happening on Netflix, honestly. Ab- absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that comes but, out in May. It also stars Samuel Jackson. So. Yeah, forgot about him. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Some part of the Saw stories continuing, um, right? But not. And the second trailer I saw. Um, did you watch Alter Carbon on Netflix? Uh, I think I watched like the first couple of episodes. I know I didn't finish it. Yeah, it was kind of. I thought season one was kind of hard to get through. Like once you get to the first few episodes, it gets better, especially near the end. Yeah. Um, I like. What's his name? Joe Kinnicom. Yeah, yeah. But some reason, I don't know, I didn't like him in that role and some of the stuff in there, I don't know. It, it just it was kind of hard to get through it. Right, right. So um, when they said it was greenlit for a second season, I didn't know what to expect. But um, this season looks a little better. What kind yeah. of in the same world, but a different story. I think the first story was just kind of hard to get through because there was so much going on. Oh, okay. um, and we wanted to see more of sort of the people of color since there were so many of them. Then we had this white guy in the midst. It was kind of hard. But Anthony right. Mackey is taking on the mantle this season. Um, and they also have uh, Simone Missick in oh. it this season. Um, yeah. The trailer was phenomenal. Yeah, I saw that it. I saw that the trailer had come out. I just since I really didn't watch the first season, didn't bother looking at it. Yeah, it it gets interesting near the end. Um, yeah, and this drops February twenty seventh, which is really soon. I wasn't realizing it was that coming up that soon. So I think I'll be checking it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hopefully, it's not too long. Um, and then things we've been binging. So, like I said, I saw Birds of Prey this weekend, and it it is really good. It's a fun film. I thought it was one of DC's best ever since they've done this cinematic universe or whatever, extended universe. Um, Of course, Margaret Robbie is the lead as Harley Quinn, but she's great in that character. And her supporting cast is is just as good. Um, Journey Smollett Journey Smollett Bell is really good. Um, and it was good to see Renee, not Renee, it was good to see Rosie Perez in her oh, okay. role because yeah. she's a great actress. Um, oh. And I was surprised by Chris Messina. He's a great character actor. Yeah, he is. He gets into the role, man. Yeah, he was, because all I've seen him in was uh, the Mindy Project, and then he was good in Sharp Object, but he, I mean, he was just a cop there. Yeah. But um, this role as uh, with Victor Zaz is he eats it up like yeah he was really good and it almost wants to make me watch this third season of The Center because he's sort of like a villainous character. Have Have you watched The Center? Well. I have not. Oh, not man. a single season. I know. Oh. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Uh, you- yeah, that's what I'll say. And I'm excited <laughs> for this third season. But the one with Jessica Bill, there's there's a twist in it 
that pissed me off. Like, uh, but that's a, a just just in case you ever watch it, that's what I'll leave for okay. you. But uh, and see, that's the thing. Like, I saw Jessica Bell. I was like, "Girl, what are you doing?" Right, but she oh she performs. She does really well. So yeah, so it was good. Virgil Pratt. I advise everyone to go see it. Um, it's just it's a great film, fun film. Kathy Yan or Yan. I hope I said that right, was the director, and she's the first female director of color to direct a comic book film, so proud to her. Um, I also caught, began the three-part documentary They've Gotta Have Us on Netflix, Um, basically like a history of Black cinema told by its legends um, in three parts. The first episode is basically like the history of Blacks in cinema and like... um, how we started and where we got to. So it basically goes from, you know, like uh, Hattie McDaniel to about the beginning of Spike Lee's run in the early 90s. So that's the first first episode. It's really good. I learned a lot of things I didn't know. And it just yeah. made me think of how many people we still don't really know about. Like there's never been a Hattie McDaniel story. Like all we know about her yeah. is she was the first black person to win an Oscar. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah. We so, don't have much about her life. Yeah. 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 That's pretty and there was one more thing I was going to add, and it just slipped my mind, and I'm mad. <laughs> oh, um, I have been watched. I mentioned I was going to start this show. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Giji Haji, aka oh. Duty Shane. No. Um, it's on Netflix. It's an excellent detective show um, from Japan. Uh, I've finished two episodes. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Um, a cop whose brother he presumed was dead is actually alive, and he has to sort of find him and stop him before the Yakuza war he's ignited goes like global okay you you know what's interesting (laughs) maybe you'll agree with me is that we've seen that type of show a thousand times like in america and whatever but the second that it hits like a different country more specifically a country that doesn't speak english like you get invested because i know you you have to pay attention more like if i hear about a a murder mystery cop detective show and they're in Ireland, I'm like, I'll check it out and I'll just listen to it, whatever. But the second that hits, you know, like Poland or Russia or Japan or, you know, somewhere I don't speak the language, I'm in it. Like I'm like, holy crap, like Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Like plus like their shows are just so much more diverse. Because it's it's not America. Like the majority of people in these countries aren't white. So just within the first episode, you had you know the Japanese, the Japan um, detective and his family, and then he goes to London to look for his brother. So you have in the very first episode, you see a a British Japanese mixed uh, gay man a white woman detective and then a black woman assassin like wow in the first episode 
Yeah, that's a lot. And the same show in America, aka Parasite, which they're saying Mark Ruffalo may star in the American version. It's oh my god. You you just don't get that, especially on no. the black women. Black women don't show up until season eight, episode two, season right. two, episode Absolutely. eight, or whatever. So yeah. Hmm. So check it out if you have a chance. I'm yeah. not sure how many episodes it is, but it's it's really good. I may have you like send me the title because I'll never find that by just scanning through. Yeah, and I, it's random. I saw someone tweet about it. Yeah, I was like, oh, this sounds interesting, and there it was. Cause yeah. cause Netflix rarely pro- like they promote, but right. it be in secret. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> And my, I said Giji, it's Giri Haji. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lord. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, I was on Netflix too, and um, I put, and I watched Mother um, Bojack Horseman, and uh, the, the final <coughs> episodes had just been posted, or just been up, put up, uh, I think like maybe a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, you know what, let me hop into this. but. Um, it's interesting. It has, it has kind of like a dry, dark humor. And, uh, you know, um, I think it's, is it, I think it's Will Arnett that's behind it. I think that's his voice. I think he plays the character of Bojack, but, um, yeah, so I didn't really know what to expect. I had heard a lot about it, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, so he's, he, I mean, the basics is that he's a, he's an out of work actor and he was an actor that was huge, like early in like this child show. And then time went on and he kind of fell out and nobody really cares about him anymore. And so it kind of follows his life now. And uh, I will at that point, and it's interesting because he, I mean, it's, it's animated, but you see this character who kind of has like a, he's kind of, he's, he's a good guy, but he keeps falling into bad situations. And just every time he seems to be going up, something else knocks him back down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) <laughs> but it, it's interesting and, and it's funny and there's, there's a good cast of characters even though they're animated and um is there, is he, i think there's like 30 minute episodes and there's 12 a season so i made it to like season one i watched all that and then a couple episodes of season two so i'll probably finish it here maybe before the month's up so but yeah it was good mm-hmm. was, yeah i've heard good great things about it people are yeah. so broken up that it's ending right right so yeah. Alrighty. And for the box office, uh this weekend we had Birds of Prey um debut with 33.2 million. Mm-hmm. Um it global was like about 80 million, so it's made back its money, but okay. Yeah, it was low. I'm not sure. I just I don't know what happened. It's it's weird because the movie is great. Uh number two, we still have Bad Boys for Life. All right. Number three, 1917. Number four, Doolittle. Who's seen that movie? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And number five, Jumanji, The Next Level. So. Hmm. Okay. Now we'll transition to our future presentation where we will recap and discuss the 2019, ooh, 2020 Oscars um, that happened Sunday night. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and some of the winners, our thoughts going forward, where uh, they could go next year or whatnot. 
Um, what did you think about the awards overall? Um, I thought they were good. I, um, I think my only complaint is my only complaint every year is that things never end on time, and that always bothers me. But they were it wasn't bad. So um, yeah, I, I'll say it was very it. It was long, but I never felt it was boring. It kept yeah, kept moving. The one thing that was weird and probably would have sped it up is you don't need a presenter for the presenter. Like what? Exactly. That was very awkward because these yeah. people come out and do this bit and then introducing so and so. It's like so they couldn't. Right. Do the, what was the point of the other person? Just have the announcer say the name and then walk out. Right, exactly. Yeah. And um but no, it was good. It was it was good. It was uh there's no drama, everything, everything seemed to go smoothly, so Right. Yeah. All right, we'll get to the good here. Um we'll start at the bottom, go to the top, because I kinda did like a least good to greatest okay. good type thing. So the Irishman being shut out. Yeah, that, that um, was not expected. Right. Many people, and, and all those folks, you know, like Martin Scorsese, they like the movie. Many people said they've seen it before and that it was only there because of Martin's name. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So, yeah. But he, I mean, they've all won before. They've all been there before, so yeah. they'll get over it. Um, some of our favorite bits throughout the night. Um, I don't know why people were upset about it, but I really like the cats thing. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was, it was funny. Yeah. Um, and then I liked uh Kristen Wiig and my Rudolph. Yeah, they're they're great together. Um, and I thought Chris Rock and Steve Martin did a good job. Right. Like not opening or whatever you want to call right, it. Right, just kind of just getting people warmed up, I guess. I'm not sure what you would call it. Yeah. It's like a non monologue monologue, I right. guess. Um and I liked uh Will Farrell and Julie uh Louise Dreyfus. Dreyfus they, were, yeah. they were good. Yeah, the uh the Kristen Wig and Maya Rudolph one was was super funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. Um, then we had Janelle's opening, which I was not expecting. Yeah, and I don't think the people in there were either, because they look kind of taken back, like, oh, shit, like, what's happening? Yeah, she was great, and I love that she sort of brought back that early career look, her black and white. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I realized, I learned later that, um, Francesca Ramsey wrote the wrote that song for her oh okay like the, with the jokes and stuff yeah so she got a writing credit for that that was pretty dope yeah um then we had uh, some early surprises and great wins for the oscars hair love won for best anime short yeah that was yeah that was very good very good i still haven't seen it but i i'm sure right, right. i'll go see it soon um Kaki oh shoot. Hold, I've got slow down Lauren. Watiti. How do you say his first name? I think it's Taika. Yes. Taika okay. Watiti. Yeah. I, I, just, literally, I, just... I literally just learned how to spell it 
And then now I'm trying to say it. Taika Waititi, yeah. that's it. Yeah. He won for best um, adaptive screenplay for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect that. I when uh, when Jojo Rabbit came out, I saw the trailer and I thought the trailer looked good. But I thought, okay, can a movie about Hitler, even though it's kind of making fun of him, do well when we're living in time with the resurgence of you know people trying to be Nazis and shit like? Yeah, that that was a, that was what I kind of thought too. But they said it's really good and sort of touching and yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the name of the film of the night, Parasite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it won four awards: best international film, best original screenplay, best directing, and best picture. Yeah, it. Uh... And it was the bright spot because I don't think anybody in there was mad. Like right. I don't think anybody was upset that they won, or anybody would deny that it was the best. Everybody looked pleased. Yeah, know? and um, Bong Joon Ho is so like humble and appreciative right. and a cool guy that you just you you root for him. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, but um. It, there were a lot of standing ovations during the Oscars, even just randomly. Like I, I feel like people stood up at just random times for stuff. Like uh, yeah, probably nice and everything. Right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this other awards were, I mean, all the acting was pretty predictable. You know, you had Renee, Joaquin, Laura Dern, and Brad Pitt. Right. Um. Uh, um. Oh. I know I'm going to butcher her name because she is Icelandic, but the woman that won for best score for the Joker, her name is like Hildur Gunn's daughter or something. Right. I was glad she won because she did the music for, whatchamacallit, Chernobyl. Right. Yes, she did. Yeah. yeah. Without that music and out the creepy sounds in that show, it wouldn't have been what it was. So Right. That was her huge. speech was really good. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, I thought that was a good part, too. All right. And then we'll transition to the not-so-good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, while Janelle's opening was great and seeing, you know, all those different people presenting awards, mm-hmm. it felt like the Oscars were overcompensating for not awarding any or nominating Black people or people of color. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. It was, I agree. It was kind of like, yeah. And then you had, I, I'm not sure the guy's name, but the guy who wrapped the recap. Yeah. What the hell was that? Like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? I thought that was something like, I don't know. That, that seemed like a halftime show at like, uh, the college football when they bring the people out to throw the balls into the Pepsi cans. I was like, yeah, this, this is. I was like, is. I was like, we're all here. We all saw it. Like, right. we're just now tuning in the Oscars. Like, right, yeah, we're an hour and a half in. Like, yeah, it was just very weird. I felt right. bad for it, Back to the performances, real quick. Um, I thought the idea of what they did with Idina Menzel was really good. Her mic must have been messed up. 
Cause... Yeah, because she didn't sound great at all. No, she did not. And she didn't and, sound like herself. Yeah, and then when all them other folks came out sounding better, and I was like, girl, what you doing? Yeah. Because <laughs> every, like, everyone started seeing, I was like, why they sound better than her? Yeah, it's something, yeah, something just didn't <laughs> sound right. But um, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I thought it's cool how they talked about, what is it, like, was it 44 countries were frozen? Like, translated? Yeah, something or? like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess it didn't change in any... African I did countries. know this. Right. There was no Africa. <laughs> I was like, so we're not watching Frozen in Africa <laughs> at all? Because everyone right. was like, Sweden, Norwegia, right. Tokyo, wherever. Right. I was like, so there's no Negro right. anywhere. Okay. I was, I was waiting for a Nigeria. Like, oh, no, no. Okay. Okay. Huh. All right. We couldn't get someone um, from the Bronx just to, you know. Right, right, right. Oh, that's funny. Then you had the that sort of best song montage, which yeah, resulted yeah. in an Eminem performance. Oh, that was weird. That was so strange. Like, yeah, and it's obviously them trying to well not get younger viewers because they don't know who he is. But yeah, I guess get different viewers. I I guess. I, my take on that and um i thought the montage was good because songs do make movies like um but well, uh, what's the movie with terrence howard house on flow yeah that song was everywhere when that movie came out man. couldn't mm-hmm. escape it but um i feel like because they don't have a host they're like we got to eat up time we don't have anybody telling jokes we don't have anybody you know taking up the time let's toss in a four or five minute song you know, that's what I felt like it was. And the thing is, you don't have to fill up time. You're just end on time. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Why, why all this extra stuff? That was, yeah. that was strange. And why did he perform the full song? <laughs> that's, I was like, why didn't you just like walk out and wave and say something yeah. or introduce the next award? Like <laughs> He did. The full four thirty, like damn. Man. I was, I was like, it's yeah. not two thousand three. No, there was definitely a group confusion on that part. Everybody's like, what? That was strange. Um, yeah. We mentioned the presenters introducing presenters, just a way to yeah. get more people on the stage. I guess I don't know. Absolutely. And then all the best song performances were trash, other than Cynthia Revo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Randy Newman sounded like he was struggling. Yeah, he did. He did. And then... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you can go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, he sounded like he was struggling. Elton John's song is not that good. At least I didn't think it was very good. No. Because he just said the same thing over and over again. I was like, this isn't good. Chrissy Metz... Kate, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's that. She sounded good, but that song, there was nothing uh, award winning about the songs other than Cynthia's. Like she, right. It felt like an Oscar song. Right. yeah. <clears throat> I think 
and I, I don't know if you've seen it, but she's about to play Aretha Franklin for the National Geographic um, Genius series that they do. Yes. Cynthia Revo. And I, the, which, first of all, the series is like phenomenal. First they did Albert Einstein. Then the last year was Pablo Picasso. And that was Antonio Banderas. And it's so good. Like, it's really, really good. She does not look like her. That is a not fact. a single Aretha. <laughs> Folks, folks kept retweeting it saying, Aretha Franklin, right, saying right. she could be the cousin of Electra Abundance Wintour, but she's yeah. not Aretha Franklin. <laughs> yes, she looks, she looks absolutely like nothing like her. But, um, uh, but um, I think if, obviously they're going to have her do singing bits, and I think she has that part covered because that's the first right. thing that came to mind is how do you tell Aretha story and, you know, you not have the person sing. So, yeah, she sings down. Yeah, I think we'll just have to get over the fact that Cynthia Revo is a dark skinned black woman playing. Right. Playing uh, brown skin, light right. skin. And she's not big. Like she's no. like 5'2". Yeah, not at all. Yeah, she is. It, it doesn't make sense. They, the National Geographic people were scrambling, like, damn it. Right, because Jennifer was already in the film, so they couldn't use her. Right, because I, I imagine <laughs> that's who, right. <laughs> They're like, we've exhausted all our resources. In right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but like you said, it, it could be good, because the cast looks really good. They've got Courtney yeah. Lance in right. there, so. And they, and they're, they, oh, it's good, man. I'm telling you, they do. It's usually about, I would say, 10 episodes or so. And what they do is they cover their whole life, but you'll get a lot of flashbacks. You'll get flashbacks in every episode. So it may start off where we see Aretha in her prime. And then in that same episode, we'll jump all the way back to her as a little girl. And it'll build up to her teenage years. And then we won't see her again in her prime until next week. Okay. I wonder so, if they'll get, I like... Because even with the biopic of Aretha coming out, folks were like, are they going to discuss certain aspects of her childhood, a.k.a. Yeah. her father, because he was not a good right. man. Yeah. So and they, and they will. They will, because in the Pablo Picasso one, uh, Pablo Picasso's family was, like, like, dirt poor, and we saw all the abuses and trials and tribulations and went through his his first wife um used to get beat and like raped by her husband they showed a little bit of that not all of it but they so they'll show yeah stuff but yeah it's pretty it's really good hmm i'm gonna check it out but yeah she i mean you can kind of get away with that sometimes but there's there's just no resemblance at right. All. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll see how that goes. Um. Anything else about the Oscars? What you think? Do you think they'll return with a host next year, or will they continue with the no host thing? I think if they return with the host, they've got to stop picking from their pile of like favorites. I I think it's time to move away from the. Chris Rocks and the Ellens and the Steve Martins and I I think we gotta give give a millennial a chance. You right. know 
I don't know who, but. <laughs> right. And I think there's plenty of people could do it because I think, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wayne Brady, I don't see how he hasn't hosted yeah. everything because he's yeah. literally squeaky clean for the most part, right. as far as we know. Right. He can sing, he can dance, he's, he's funny, funny, he's white palpable. So right. exactly, that's the most important part. <laughs> so like, he would be would have been a shoe in. Right. So yeah, there's plenty of people out there that just don't know. Right. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So we'll see. But yeah, that's. I think if they do go back to the host, it's it's time to move on from who we know as host of the Oscar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's all. Other than that, yeah, like I said, it was good. It was, yeah, it was the first time was, in, I think, in a, a couple of years I've, I've probably watched it all the way through. I always watch all the way through because I have FOMO, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be there. But it was definitely easier to get through. Right, definitely. yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure. All right, we're going to almost the close of the episode where we discuss what we're streaming for the weekend. All right. Um, um, oh, you go oh, ahead. Okay. I'm not really sure what. If the weather's not good, I was... Oh, if the weather was good, I was going to go try to see the photograph that comes yeah. out Friday starring Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. But this snow situation and how cold it's going to be Friday, I might yeah. stay in and trying to catch up on some things because I still haven't started Briar Patch. Oh um, yeah. Oh God, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oops. That was last last week. I've got to watch Kidding. Uh and there's stuff on Netflix that I've been meaning. So yeah. If hmm. yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, I forgot all about Briar Patch. That was what, last Thursday? Yeah, and the reviews I saw said it's, I don't know, a little too wacky to stand strong, maybe. Mm. Like, Rosario yeah. is good. Like, she's Rosario, but they're not it's sure just, right, right. if it's going to be good. So. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay, maybe <laughs> we'll check it out. All right. Um, yeah. Um, and then for me, I'm going to check out the movie Honey Boy with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, it's on it, it, like the day yesterday, the day after the Oscars, it, it, they put it up on uh, Prime Video for Amazon. So Yeah, I think I added it to my it. watch list. So I have so much on my watch list on Amazon because I just never use it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be better about that. So this has been another episode of It's a Streamable Life Podcast. You can follow us on the socials at AS Life Podcast. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find more content at streamablelife.wordpress.com. And we will see you on the next episode where we will be discussing uh, the decade of music from 2010 to 2020, 2019, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, just sort of like the trends of the last decade, biggest artists, stories, and some of our favorite songs and albums from the last 10 years. So, All right. it should be a good episode.
<laughs> With that, we are out. All right, peace. Peace. This was another episode of It's a Streamable Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. Listen weekly wherever you cast pods and follow us on the socials at ASLifePodcast and streamablelife.wordpress.com.